in the beginning, it says God created, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. And uh, I'm stuck on that because I think what it comes down to is really you believe something about your life. And you believe life is a gift uh, or you believe something other than that. And I don't, I'm not sure what the other than that exactly is. Um, but then you, it seems to me, then we sort of operate our lives from what we believe, how we feel. Uh, so let me read just, just for the sake of pausing and thinking about this. Thank you for it all. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, I, I understand that in today's modern age, a lot of people are throwing the God idea out. I, I understand that, and it's particularly popular with the younger generation. Um, and I think some of the, the problem has been there's been a lot of shallow science and a lot of shallow theology, shallow faith, shallow science. And shallow science and shallow faith are always at war with each other. They're, it's, a, it's a constant food fight. But if you have a deep faith or if you talk to a deep scientific person, that is, you just don't read the banners and the headlines, but you take it down. These two are constantly fighting. These two are making love. They, they're like this. It doesn't get any tighter than deep science and deep faith. And so don't let somebody rock your boat too easily by some shallow fact. Because the reality is, when you step back and you take a look at it all, the only thing to do is to say thank you. Um, I was listening to a guy named Jeffrey Hoffman. Jeffrey Hoffman was an astronaut who fixed the, hello, the, the, the Hubble telescope, you know, as you do. 1993, right? Your average Joe doing a spacewalk out there in space, fixing the Hubble telescope because it wasn't seeing properly. And his words were, we're just lucky that all the systems in place, right? Everything's here. He says, were we just lucky? You look at the earth and you look at the solar system and you look at how we're rotating around the sun and it says, if all these systems weren't in place, we wouldn't be here. Here's one system that they talked about. Uh, a friend of mine, Drew Claiborne, turned me on to the, uh, the, the series One Strange Rock about our planet. And there's a, there's, a, there's a set in there where they talk about our Earth's air conditioning system. Now, how many are glad we got the AC working today? It doesn't always work in here, but it's working today. Um, it does not work in kids' world, all right? So uh, pray for them down there. We're working on that. But when the air's working, everything's good. And if you've ever had the air, anybody ever have the air go out? 
you don't appreciate things until they don't work. Is this true? When things stop working, all of a sudden we have a, we have a sense of appreciation for them. And so there's a whole part of the series on the Earth's air conditioning system. It has to do with the rain and the carbon that's collected and, the, and what flows through the rivers and how it cools our Earth to just the right temperature. Without that air conditioning system, the Earth would be absolutely um, dried and baked by the sun. My point is this. You look at your life and you feel it was a gift or you look at your life and you feel other than that. And if you feel that your life is a gift, it can have a profound impact on how you live. You can live what I call blessed. Now, I know it's a word that gets overused in our society, but you know what? It's a great word in the scripture. And in the beginning, after God did all this, he said it was good. And then at the end, he created man and he said, and he blessed them. What's the right word? The other astronaut that was interviewed in this series says, you know, we're all really lucky. When Jesus taught the Sermon on the Mount, he starts with the Beatitudes. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed, blessed. And the word actually means fortunate, favored, or what? Lucky. To me, I don't care what word you use. The reality is... You have been and I have been beyond blessed. And if you feel that way, I'm going to use even a different word than believe that. I'm going to say if you feel that way. Why? Because people say they believe a lot of things. But how do you feel today? Do you, do you feel lucky to be here? Do you feel fortunate? Now, reality is, if you're like me, you wake up in the morning and sometimes you start to focus on all the stuff that isn't going right today. Anybody know what I'm talking about? This needs to get fixed. The air conditioning needs to get fixed. The, you know, the kids need to get fixed, right? My dog needs to get fixed. Everything needs to get fixed, right? And these are all the problems. But what if you woke up and you believed? You just felt grateful. You know what it's like to feel grateful? I mean, feel, not like someone lecturing you. You should be grateful, but to feel grateful. Charlie loves to, her thing is just loves to get surprises, gifts. And so every, it seems like every day someone's getting her something. Please stop getting her things, please. But she gets so excited. So-and-so brought you something. And then she already knows the routine. She just closes her eyes. You don't have to say it anymore, right? She just, so-and-so brought she goes, should I close my eyes? And she puts her hands out. And then, and, and I know why people buy it, because they, just, they want to see the reaction. That's, it, it's worth 20 bucks. It's worth 20 bucks to watch that little three-year-old squeal with delight. Really? Right? And she just jumps up and down. I love it. I love it. She can't say L's very good. I love it. I love it. And she runs around. But think she feels that moment of feeling. See, what, what it's about is not what you say you really believe, but what you feel. Do you feel blessed? Now, let's also be honest with each other. We have moments where we don't feel blessed. We feel cursed. We feel cheated. We feel robbed. We feel angry. We feel anxious. I was telling you the other day about driving down 275. You can feel very cheated. Is this true? And we're trying to, like, feel blessed so the other night we were at a concert and uh, 
I was feeling blessed. It was some really good music. And uh, on the way out, you know, we're, I, was with the, I was with the cattle, you know, and there we were, you know, and I'm holding on to Vicky, and everybody's, you know, there's a little jostling going on, but everybody's doing pretty well. Everybody's doing pretty well, except you know who they are, that group, right? And they go through, and they got one guy in the front, like a, like a, a snow plow, knocking people through, and he's got, they're just carrying people, right? And we got knocked over, and, we got, and then by the fourth person got knocked over, and then just like a little tiny bit of flint came out. Not a lot of Jesus, a little bit of flint. And I just, I, I, I know I shouldn't because I do messages, and I tell you not to do these things. But uh, maybe confession's good. Can I? Can someone throw a blessing at me if I give a confession to you? I just had to lean in. I just, after the fifth person, and the train was long, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And I just, I just leaned in. And uh, the, guy, the guy behind me goes, well, no, we're security. I go, I know, so am I. I'm security too. <laughs> I'm telling you the whole confession because I got a lie in there. I got a bunch of stuff. And I, I told him, I know, I'm security too. And I, he goes, no, like this. He started giving me his credentials. I go, I'm with the FBI, believe it or not, FBI. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but you, I, does anybody know what I'm talking about? When people start taking from you, it changes your mood. I, I, mean, I was in a bad mood. Can pastors get in a bad mood or you guys? Or none of you guys do. So uh, I, I, it, people just, if you feel... Like people are taking, if you feel that way, and it probably wasn't the best version of me, but if you feel blessed, you're just generous. You're just ready to give. You're ready to share. You're ready. And the whole story was in the beginning, they were blessed. It was all this unbelievable gift. And really, if you boil everything down, it's all about living in response to that gift. If I could make it as simple as living your life like squealing Charlie. I can't believe I got this gift. You know, the other day I gave her, uh, don't tell her, but I found someone left their little poppet, a little plastic, the poppet. Someone left it in a pool. And, I, and she loves these. And she'd never gotten one in, in all of her days, right? And all the things. She's never had a poppet. So I brought it home. I wrapped it. Someone left it in the pool. Look what daddy got you, right? <laughs> this morning, she got oh, it's or, or it's a green heart-shaped poppet. Dad, remember you got this for me. I'm like, I know. I know. I did. You know how you feel if you feel you've been given a gift? You just live differently. All the other stuff that we call religion, and it, it all just flows naturally. That's why the Bible calls it the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's fruit. It just flows out of you because you feel blessed. And so the love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, all that stuff just comes out. The trick is awareness. The problem is not are you blessed or aren't you blessed. And some people want to argue over what you call God because they kept in this, in this uh, uh, series, uh, they kept saying it's, it's mysterious and, and it's luck and all that, that whatever. They, the, the painstaking ways that they try to not say God, that's okay. But here's the thing. 
when you, when you become aware that it's a gift, it changes you. And you start to live your life in response to the gift. Now, awareness is a thing. Like trying to make a three-year-old aware of their blessings, that's a tall order. You know what I'm talking about? Like they have no clue how many things went right just for them to have breakfast. But it's the same problem that we all have. And if, here's the key, if we aren't aware that we've been gifted or blessed, then we become smaller people. And I think that's what Jesus was teaching against, smaller people, you know. Small is when you get involved with petty things. You become small-minded. Petty things start to bother you, worry you upset you. And this grabbing constantly. I mean, if you think about the story in the very beginning with, you know, Adam and Eve, and you think of the garden and you think of the tree you're not supposed to take, don't just think of this like as some historical thing. You need to understand this as this is presented to you every single day. Are you going to try to keep grabbing? It's a story about grabbing. You can have all of this, but you grab but you grab, but you grab. And when you grab, then you are not grateful. And when you aren't grateful, then you, you don't live the, the full and the free life that God wants you to live. One of the big, I think, problems has been people have misunderstood that God's trying to punish people and hurt them. And, you know, every time Charlie doesn't get what she wants, she, <laughs> her, oh, man, I mean, the master manipulation skills at three years old, where do they learn it? She comes to me and she says, mommy's making me sad. Like she doesn't get everything that she wants. It's true. Mommy's making me sad. Full tears, full crying. You know, and at first you think, wow, I mean, the first time she does it, she's like, oh, my goodness, what happened? You got to get in there and intervene. Now you know it's just. And if I don't give her the snacks that she wants or the treats that she wants, and she goes crying, to, Daddy's making me sad, right? These, these are the skills of a three-year-old. And what happens to us, what, what happens to us is we start to live in that dimension. The reality is you and I have been, as I've been saying, beyond blessed. You ever have a really good meal with somebody? And they go, oh, how was the meal? And you're like, oh, it was beyond. This isn't another word. There just really isn't another word to describe the gift of life itself. Now, I've been sharing with you these facts about the planet Earth, but we haven't even begun to talk about the human body. What a miracle the human body is. In other words, there are so many miracles you become numb to the miracle of life itself. That heart beating, those lungs breathing, right? Your body repairing itself right now as we speak. The whole thing's, just imagine. How many engineers do we? I know we got a lot of engineers in there. Look, come on, put your hands up. Look at all these engineers. Okay, so I would get all you engineers together and say, 
could you just design me a rock that could spin in space and keep itself at just the right distance from this ball of fire? It, could you guys just kind of throw something like that together for me? You couldn't get enough engineers. You couldn't get enough people in the world to design the miracles that you experience. Every, so you wake up aware or unaware. And that was the whole thing. Probably one of the things that helps heighten our awareness is when we lose something. Think about your life. Think about the times when you've lost something, something big, significant. You lost a job. Oh, you know, you counted on it. It was there. It put food on the table. You know, you went out to the restaurant. You picked up the tab. Everything's good. Everything. And then all of a sudden, it was taken. It was gone. Changes something. The appreciation changes. If your health is good, everything's great. And all of a sudden, you get a report. And like, whoa, the health is not good. It's not secure. You have the home. Everything's good. Now you lose the home. You can't appreciate stuff until you lose it. And then all of a sudden you become aware. You become aware. Awareness was the key thing. Someone said this about religion, and I thought it was really good. He said, like, baby religion is all about cleaning up. When you're infant religion, don't do this and don't do that. It's like clean you up, right? And then you go from cleaning up to growing up. Growing up is a different thing. Cleaning up is all the phases of religion, like don't do this and don't do that. It's all the rules, all the regulations. Then you get to a different phase. And the next phase is growing up. And you can't grow up unless you wake up. You can't until you become aware of what a gift life is. So there's a story in the scripture about Job. This story has so many profound meanings to me, but I think one of the meanings has to be, it was, it, was, it was a story that was put in the scripture so we could think about what is it like to lose. You remember? And Job loses his health and his job and his family, his fortune, and he's sitting there like on a, just on a pile of ashes, just Think of it this, like you're sitting on a pile of everything that used to be wonderful in your life, and it's a big ash heap. And he makes this profound statement. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. There used to be a song that would be sung in church. I think they, we used to sing it here a lot. And I remember one Sunday this lady came to me and she goes, I hate that song. I said, I know, I think you're supposed to. Because I think some songs people think you're supposed to love. But if you've ever read the Psalms, anybody ever read the Psalms? The Psalms are not all happy. The Psalms are not all, isn't this wonderful? I mean, there's like smash their heads against the rocks. It's in there. There's some angry. There's some frustrated. There's some questioning. There's some doubting Psalms. There's all, they're all in there because it reflects the human experience. That's the real story. And the real story is how could, how could it be given and taken away? And I don't know all the answer to it, but one thing I think we have to think about is this. Do you ever really truly appreciate something if you don't lose it? I'd say for little Charlie, it's, in, it's impossible for her to appreciate because she hasn't grown up yet. And I think for us, the same might be true. If we don't grow up, we don't wake up. 
then later on in our spiritual journey, we can show up, right? Then we can show up. That is to serve, to give back. The whole idea of blessing is this. If you consider yourself blessed, you become a blessing to others. And the cycle just keeps continuing. But, and think about people who do really evil things in the world. I mean, I don't know what level you'd call me throwing an elbow. It wasn't an elbow, but it was a lean. Uh, what what you put on the evil spectrum? But it, it wasn't helpful for humanity, perhaps, you know. But here's the thing. People do really, really, really terrible things. What motivates that? Here's a good question. But it seems like just as the, the cycle of blessing keeps perpetuating, the cycle of grabbing just perpetuates. Someone has grabbed from them, and so now they want to do what? Grab from somebody else. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Anybody remember, like, traveling as a kid? Like, when, when we traveled as kids, there was no iPads. There was, you know, no, like, Disney Plus to watch. You just sat there and stared out at the trees forever. Does anybody remember this? These parents take, they take eternal vacations. And so I don't know how it happened, but like, like my brother and I, there would be, you'd do a line in the seat. Anybody remember the line? Why? I don't know why, but don't, don't come across that line, right? So as soon as, you know, the line is drawn, then someone's got to go across it, right? And you, put your, you just put your hand over there, you know? Like, what's going to happen now, right? And then, then another hand goes, and then it's an elbow. And then how does it go? Does it get softer? Like, in your family, did it ever get softer? Like, well, that's probably enough. No, it was never enough until there was full Hail Marys going in, you know. And then uh, the car has to get pulled over, the whole thing, right? Why? Because it always has to escalate. It has to. You can't be good with. So here's the thing just escalates. And that's just what happens. Along comes Jesus. And he starts his messaging to the world with this. Blessed are you. Why did he say that? Have you ever opened the, have you ever opened the Gospels, the Sermon on the Mount? He starts with blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed. And there's people that should be feeling the opposite. I think there's something going on here. They should be feeling cheated. They should be feeling robbed. It's the poor. It's the poor in spirit. It's the persecuted. It's all the lists of stuff that you don't feel blessed. And he says to them, you're blessed. Why? Because I think he believed if you could change the way you understood it, you could change the world. What if by an absolute, absolute miracle, Every single human being woke up tomorrow morning when their alarm clock went off and they felt blessed. Could you imagine the goodness? The, I mean, literally, every problem would be solved. Chris, you got, you got to be wrong. How, how could that be wrong? Every human being, everyone, people in power, people with no power, people with influence and no influence, rich and poor, every single human being woke up and they felt Blessed, grateful. We're going to grab and take and we're just going to give. We're just going to give. So Jesus starts this whole message. Fortunate, lucky, favored. And they're all the people that didn't feel fortunate or lucky or favored or blessed. 
The problem is just awareness. I didn't know it. I didn't see it. Anybody here? Anybody here ever wake up to something that you weren't aware of? It could be anything. There's a great restaurant right down the street from your house. I never knew about it. Has it ever happened to you? Somebody comes over and goes, you know, like there's this amazing restaurant. It's like within a half a mile of your house. What? I never even heard about it. I didn't know about it. And you went there and you can't stop going. Somebody made you aware. What makes you aware? Sometimes it's the strangest things. But sometimes it's when you lose. When Jesus finishes his ministry, it says this, and he took all of the, the curse, the, I'll use a different word for sin, the grabbing. It's just a different word. The, all the grabbing. He took it all on himself. And changed the direction of the universe. From a grabbing to a giving. So, the reason that we say beyond blessed is because it is beyond. But it's because God wants you to go beyond being blessed, receive, you know, focused on getting blessed, realizing that you are so that you can go beyond yourself. You're blessed to be a blessing. And if you wake up, something profound can happen in your life. Let's stand. We'll have a closing.